welcome back to Beyond the Surface. I'm your host, Ezra Gill, and I'll be joined by today's guests, Jacob Tabor and Cy Taylor. Tabor and Cy are close friends of mine, and back then while we recorded this, they were just about to leave for a new season of their lives. We decided to sit down and reflect on our friendship throughout the years. We hope this episode encourages you to seek godly friendship throughout your life. Sai and Tabor, welcome to the podcast. We're so honored to have you guys here. Tell us a little bit, you know, who are you and, you know, what are some of your hobbies? And- yeah, my name is Sai Taylor, 21 years of age. You know, I like uh, to play some baseball. I like to play some video games with the boys, uh, some single player games by myself. What's your favorite video game? Favorite video game? Halo. Like Halo 1, 2? Halo, Halo 2 is the one I grew up on. So Halo 2 is OG for me. So I love me some Xbox. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit about me. Yeah, um, uh, my name is uh, Jacob Tabor, and uh, I'm 21 years old. I like weightlifting, basically anything athletic, hanging out with my friends. Also like playing games with the boys. That's basically uh, a lot about me right there. If you could return to the beginning of 2020, what would you do differently? How would you prepare yourself? Well, I was I was thinking. I don't think there's anything I could have done to be more prepared. I guess. Because it was just one of those things that came out of nowhere and hit everybody kind of the same. You know, it all just kind of happened. But if I could tell myself something at the beginning, I would tell myself it's going to be hard. This coronavirus, everything that's going on right now with our with our country, with our world, that it's going to be tough. And just to stay consistent throughout it, just be prepared, stay in the word, keep praying, don't lose sight of the end goal because it's going gonna, it's gonna to end. And like you said... Nobody could have prepared for it. It all just came out of nowhere. Just one thing. Every month was a little bit different, you know, then right. March and then April and then May. Now, you guys are about to take a huge leap in your life. For years or so, you know, I, you guys were praying about it. You were talking to me about it. And we were, we were praying together on what you guys were are about to do right now. You want to less in a little bit? What's about to happen in one or two weeks right now? Yeah, just about a week. Mm-hmm. A week tomorrow, two days. Yeah week and two days so so in nine days uh be heading out to phoenix arizona to go to hillsong college wow yeah <laughs> why are you going to hillsong college? Uh, just to be the hype man dude just to follow the hype not really too, really <laughs> important about all these other stuff while i'm going to hillsong college man is just really just to give very practical steps and teachings and honestly just to learn so much about the word that i possibly can because honestly i feel like it's hard for me just as somebody on my own to really just keep wanting to learn and hunger for more of the word like yeah daily devotion is great and discipline is great but it's like man where does this hunger like die off for me personally so i would just say that uh i would just like to learn how to teach the word not only to believers but also non-believers as well you guys grew up in the church you guys are already so close to god you are so you follow all the 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 pastors you've been to conferences you serve in the church you serve in youth ministry you've preached before so why do you want to go deeper is can you go deeper is it even possible I believe it's it's really always possible to go deeper. There's always more stuff to learn. Like, you could read the Bible, and there's no way you caught everything. So there's always more to learn. Jesus is, has something new. Every time you read through the Gospels, you can always better yourself, no matter what. The theological stuff that you learn at Hillsong, the stuff that they teach, I think it'll really help me for what I believe I'm called to. It's really interesting. I've been selected to be part of a research project over the past few months. I've been working with my professor and we've been doing it remotely, but we've been doing research. 
And my professor was explaining this to me. He's done all sorts of papers and has published all sorts of works about his research. He was explaining this to me because when you study something, the more you know, the more you know. But with research, the more you dig deeper, the more you realize you have no idea about it. (laughs) And that's the same with our God. And that's the same with the Bible, yo. You can know all this stuff. And then what are you going to do with it? Right. Are you going to put that into practice in your life? Or are you going to be able to teach that to somebody else? You know, so it's not just, I want to learn all this stuff just because I want to feel good about myself. I want to learn. I want to get all this knowledge so I can teach other people. If you were to tell me at the beginning of my freshman year in high school that I would be such close friends with Jacob Tabor and Cy Taylor, I would be like, uh, sure. Like maybe if I have to, you know, (laughs) right. We're so similar in the sense that we were planted in the church and we love the Lord. But we're also very different. We have different personalities. We have different tastes, different hobbies. Why are we such good friends? Most of it would have to be just being in the church. Y'all remember, um, we're on our way to Love is Red. So if you guys don't know, Love is Red is this conference every year held at Faith Family Church in, uh, Canton, Ohio. Yeah. We're all juniors. The mentor pulled us aside. He had us all in this car ride. All of us boys. Us three right here. And then one of our other good friends, he's uh, doing his own thing and engineering and all that. But I remember he just took us all in this car ride on the way down there. We're like joking around, having fun, making jokes and everything. And he just goes, then he just stops. And he's like, yo, look, like y'all are my go-to guys now. I need you to step up in this area. Step up as leaders. Step up as men. And I'm going to pull on you guys, and it's going to be stretching, and it's going to be a different season. But as your senior year, it's going to be probably one of your strongest years yet. And these are the guys right here that I need you to be close with. I remember that conversation. I remember it was a little scary, but it was like also kind of exciting. It was terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) What do you mean? It was terrifying, man. (laughs) Well, what are some of your favorite memories about like us together? Uh, First, I echo everything that Tabor said about growing up in the church and that having to do with why we are such good friends. I really believe that's a huge, that's, that's the biggest part of it. Cause like we hung out in high school, you know, like we saw each other in school and stuff, but like we were never really tight until we started hanging out more intentionally at a church and be just outside of school when we we started doing that but man some of my favorite memories the jam which now let you bring that back up that was amazing you want to break down vu conference how it started really right here really. Yeah, yeah in in this very room that we're sitting started in started as a joke started <laughs> summer 2018 we're sitting down here, and there's this place called Vu Church, run by a great pastor, uh, Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. They hold a conference called Vu Conference. We were looking at the highlights. We were like, "Yo, what if we saved up this next year and we went? That'd be yeah, that'd be dope." And I was like, "No, no, no, no. Like, what? What if we like committed to it and did it?" And then a year later, literally an entire year passed, and then we spent a full <laughs> year preparing for four days. I've never seen so much money come out of my bank account in my At entire one time. life. Yeah. It's just, shoot, gone. It's like, but yeah, so we spent three days, four days at this awesome conference learning a ton of stuff. It was packed full of content and messages and fellowship with random people even and yeah. just with each other. And I really believe we grew as men and as friends out of it. Take a trip with your friends. Yes. And like, like take like a big trip too. Not like something just thrown together last minute. Right. Like actually like prepare for it. Trust each other. Spend money. Spend money. <laughs> um. You know, like divide up responses. Hey, you take care of the planes. And hey, you take care of the, you know, whatever else it is, wherever you're going to go. And I feel like just being out in a different place where all you know is each other can really bring you guys together as a friend group. You know, God can just do amazing, amazing things in your life when you just get away. I love that what Proverbs 18.24 says. 
uh, one with unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. From this verse that Solomon is referring to the Holy Spirit in this. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate friend. Um, but I feel like the Holy Spirit has brought us together yeah, as yeah. friends. You know what I mean? What do you think defines a good friend? And what do you think defines a bad friend? A good friend is not only someone that you can just like have fun hanging out with, a good friend is also going to be somebody that you can trust. You can have serious conversations with them about life. People that you just have fun with and then you really don't delve down into the struggles of life. Like you're not really friends with them. They may just be like your acquaintance, you know. A good friend is someone who you can talk to, who you can confide in. Someone who's going to be there for you. Someone who listens. Not just like, oh yeah, tell me about all uh, what's going on. And then they like get on their phone. A good friendship goes both ways. You're not pulling too much from one person. They're not pulling too much from you. You're both, you both trust each other. You, it's, a, it's a push and pull relationship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it goes both ways. You can't trust somebody. And then if they don't trust you back, like you could be telling someone about something that's going on in your life, something you're struggling with, but then they might not trust you. You'll be telling all your stuff to them. And then maybe you feel better because you've been able to talk to them, but then you're going to see that they're not reciprocating that at all. It may make you wonder, like, okay, do you not trust me? Like, what's going on? Like, are we really not friends? Like, what the heck is happening here? Jesus, as much as he was 100% God and 100% man, he walked around with 12 guys. 12 guys he picked. There could have been more. There could have been less. But just because they chose to, like, step up to the plate and to walk with him. And I thought it was interesting how it wasn't always Jesus picking them up. And it's funny how in Jesus, when he's in the garden of Gethsemane, all he's asking is that he's like, hey, can you just come to the garden and be with me in this time where I just really need to be with the Lord? And 100% they're like, yeah. As much as like it is to be like a good friend, it's also great to be a godly friend. A godly friend isn't because if they're a Christian or not. A godly friend is somebody that is placed there by God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that is brought into your life to bring ultimate benefits to your life. And I think it's funny how we just get mixed up between like godly friends and we want to say good friends and all this other stuff. Nah, I think in that verse where it talks about a friend that sticks closer than a brother, that's real stuff right there. Like like each one of these guys, I honestly think would be like my actual brothers, like without blood and everything. And I think God actually has us friends for that, just so we can show other people how community and everything's supposed to be in our lives and like as it goes for like being a bad friend and everything i feel like we've all been there we've all fallen short and we all beat each other up about being bad friends and yeah there's more that i possibly could have done there's more that they so i could have done ezra could have done or any of my other friends could have done but like really just being a bad friend is not being there when you're needed and not listening i would say those are the two qualities of just being a bad friend is not being able to listen to somebody or not being there when they need you I think Sai really hit on the nail that friendships are push and pull because we all have had that friend before that just talks and doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend where it was like the opposite. Most friends are, are just push and no pull. My friend was just pull and no push. He would just listen and not talk. And it wasn't that he was just like a quiet person or anything. I would have to ask him for like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm sharing this about my life. You know, what do you think about it? Or what do you do in your life? And just never spoke at all. And like I had to ask him for it. And he would just give very, very surface level answers. A bad friend is somebody who's not willing to be vulnerable and mm -hmm. who is not willing to introduce you to their life and to open themselves up. You know, it doesn't have to be super deep and emotional. They don't have to be. Nah. sobbing in front of you and sharing all their deepest dark relationships and at that point i'm like whoa bro like, yeah, chill chill yeah eventually, eventually you get to that point yeah, and, yeah, yeah and us three have gotten to that point right but it doesn't happen you know the first time and you shouldn't just like keep everything surface level and you, or not say anything at all kind of talk in in context of our friendship just throughout the years was there ever a time where you honestly felt you could have done a little bit better i think we're we're, we're fallen by nature 
Uh, we're not perfect. Um, we do have flaws and we're going to fail each other at times. Um, but that's okay because God never fails us. Um, but yeah, sometimes we fail each other. Was there ever a time where you just feel like, oh, I could have probably done a little bit better there? Or Honestly, this has happened with all of us, I think. When one of us like gets hurt and like doesn't say it anything <laughs> and then three days later i'm oh. like yo ezra how are you and you're like oh yeah you know i broke my elbow i'm in the hospital that's oh, a story yeah, that, for another yeah that was three days ago I'm like, bro what do you mean that was three days ago i also cannot talk <laughs> bro i didn't see you all week how's it going he's like oh yeah i've been in the hospital for two days <laughs> like why am i just hearing this now personally when i heard that it's like did i drop the ball like should i have been like more on it pay more attention to my friends like is this on me like they like we talk after and it's like Oh, like, I totally understand why you didn't text me. You were in the hospital. Like, I think in high school, there was just so much of this, like, crowd circle type thing. It's this little flowy, like, cloud or whatever. And you just kind of, like, have this, it's kind of like this unspoken, like, place of, like, where you're supposed to be at or who you're supposed to hang out with and the people you hang out with. I necessarily didn't fit in in really, like, too many, a lot of different areas. Or I would just talk to everybody. Like, that's basically how it went. But when it came to, like, my friends at, like, church and, like, in school and everything, I just wasn't intentional about, like, reaching out to them in school and during school and in between classes and everything. And a lot of times, like, we just didn't meet because, like, class and everything. I just took different classes and there's just a lot of stuff. We just right. schedules didn't meet. Like, we, yeah, schedules I don't were, think we literally had any classes at all. Together. No. no. I don't, we just wouldn't see to each other too much, like, at school and, like, even except for, like, the cafeteria. Or, like, honestly, I just wasn't in, like, wasn't really thinking too much about it. I know, like, looking back, like, on it, I remember, like... Yo, like, we were literally in every key part of the school. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. remember we had that conversation? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yo, like, if we would have just, like, capitalized on it, and it's like, yeah, there's always more that we could have did, and we don't want to beat ourselves up too much. We just want to look forward and everything. But it's just something to think about. It's like, I played sports. You played sports. You were in band, and you were at all the sporting events. And we literally were in every different club, like, at the school. And if we're talking about it and thinking about it, it's like, we literally could have touched every single every single kid at our school. Yeah. Regardless of if they were in our grade, younger than us, anything. Let's say there's a friend group right now who's listening, and they're just like us. They were, they kind of knew each other, weren't like super close or like mad. They all have different schedules and all that, kind of similar boat as us. They're all kind of at the four corners of the school, if you would. What would you say to them right now? What are ways they could practically invest into each other as friends, even as high schoolers? You know, obviously they're not in college. Yeah, dude, we play video games together all the time. If your group likes to play video games, go for it. You can do that online, especially now, you know, COVID and all that. But, like, if you like board games, like, you can get together, play some games, like, do homework together even. Like, I mean, this is for, like, when you're in school. But, like, just even over the summer, for any... Don't let work take up too much of your time. Even if you're on that grind, on that college grind, you know, trying to save up for college or just trying to save up for life in general, at any point, don't let work take up too much of that because... You'll go to work, you'll get drained, you'll make money cool, but then, like, you'll never see anybody. There, We've talked spirit, soul, body tank. Your soul tank, which is emotions, um, how you feel, what's going on up in your head, that will just start to get depleted because friendship is something that God created for us to be filled up in our souls. And so if you deprive yourself of that, you're just hurting yourself. So if you're working too much, if you're doing and not seeing friends or people in your life fill you up, even if you're not doing it on purpose, you're still going to end up kind of hurting yourself, if that makes sense. I know I've done that before. I have a habit of whenever I start struggling i'll pull back and just kind of try and deal with it on my own and be alone it's like no i should i have people i can talk if i don't talk it's it's not gonna be good intentionally make time to see your friends first of all get in the weight room because you're very tiny and skinny if i'm talking to my younger self don't think too much about the season that you're in right now 
And also, don't get to the point where you think too much about what's coming ahead. I think so many times we could focus so much on, like, that whole college grind, like you're saying, and get so worried about how am I going to pay for school, how am I going to do this, or what's going on here, and everything. Instead of just enjoying the moment of those four years that you're never going to get back ever again in your life. Come to think about it, I'm pretty sure we all experience this. Even in college, you're not in that much contact with that many people on a day-to-day basis ever again, really, in your entire life. So honestly, I just like would say like, yo, go outside, have some fun, make memories, do all the amazing things that you have right then and there. Stay in the moment and then make relationships with other people. And don't be afraid to just step out of your like comfort zone and like where people want to fit you in at. But then what you really like realize is that nobody fits in anywhere. We, we tend to view life as tier charts when life's are really more like the, the spider charts. The spider charts where you have the, uh, yeah, the big yeah. subject in the middle and everything is attached to it. And each part is attached equally mm-hmm. versus tier charts where it's one subject at the top is higher than the ones on the bottom. That's just kind of the the way we should be viewing friend groups as. With, with me and Sai and Tabor, we have a certain dynamic between us three. I can't bring that dynamic to another one of my friend groups. Tabor and Sai have a dynamic just between them that me and Sai will never have, nor will, will me and Tabor. Because like you said, Tabor, we're all different. Jesus, when he was here on earth, he had his 12 disciples, like Tabor said. But he also had his closest of the closest, Peter, James, and John. When he went into the girl's room to heal her, he only took those three with him. It's not that he didn't love all the others, but it was just that he had a dynamic, a unique connection. Not necessarily it was higher. It was just a, a different type. I have other friend groups that I'm a part of that I don't necessarily love them less or more than you guys. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Right. Man, I had such a narrow-minded approach to friendships. Uh, you guys know me uh, about <laughs> this, but like, I would try to just say, oh, the more the merrier. Let's try to invite <laughs> everybody and bring it all at one point. You know, I'd cram as many people down here in this basement as possible. Good times. And have like a giant party with all these different friend groups from different ages. <laughs> And that just doesn't work. It's narrow-minded, kind of uh, selfish in a way. It's not very socially considerate that, okay, one person, like I have a friend who only likes to hang out with me one-on-one. It's, he, it's, he's just comfortable that way. Uh, other friends where I have friends from school and then I have friends from church. And I'm sure that they would get along together in some sort of a setting, but I'm not going to invite Sai over to when we're hanging out with them <laughs> um, because Sai wouldn't know what to do and that would be really uncomfortable and kind of inconsiderate of me to drag Sai into something that he's not comfortable with. Or you, for the matter, Tabor. Let those natural friend groups form. And don't try to destroy what God is forming. You could uh, jump across a giant creek, or you could climb down to the bottom of a creek and swim across and get it. But God has already made a bridge. Just take the bridge. God's already built a friendship between you guys. Just use what's already there. Clicks aren't a bad thing. For all those people listening out there, we're not going to say, like, don't invite your other friends and have all your friends, like, meet together and all that types of stuff for, like, a celebration or party or anything. That's not what we're saying. We're saying for, like, just be considerate and what you're inviting them to. So, like, if you have a friend that's more comfortable, it's like, hey, man, like, I just need to talk to you one-on-one about something. Just respect that and respect their needs so you can build that relationship to them. Feel it out. Test the waters. You guys are smart. That's just wanted to clear that up for you guys. Just yeah, yeah, that was a good clarification. I think this is what defines community and friendship. Your victories are my victories. Right. When you're succeeding in something, when you're conquering in something, when you're doing great in any area of your life, I'm celebrating and I'm excited and I'm cheering you on as if that's my own victory. Not like I did that. No, but as in I care for you so much and I love you so much and whatever you're succeeding in, that's my victory. Yeah. But there's another side to it. There's an opposite side. Mm. Your failures Mm. are my failures. Right. Your lows are my lows. Your bad days are my bad days. This is empathy here. 
this isn't just like, oh, I see my friend struggling over there. No, I'm going to go over there and help him out. I'm going to go over there and cry with him. Not just shove Bible down his throat, but actually experience and feel his pain. In context of our friendship, how has our friendship helped with that? What are the benefits of this friendship? How did our friendship help in the midst of those low seasons? Yeah, when you when you hit a really low point in your life and you feel like you have nobody who understands or nobody to talk to, nobody who's going to stand with you in your corner, it's a bad spot. I've been there for sure. But then... When you see that friend, when I see Tabor, when I see Ezer, and they come in the room and we're just chilling, there's no words. It's just like they know something's up. They're just waiting for it to come out. I'm just like, this is what's going through my head right now. And I have zero idea on how to fix this. I am at the lowest of my low. The beginning of 2020 sucked. For me, at least mentally, I was in a really bad spot. Being able to talk it out with some with these guys, it helped so much. But it's just having those those friends that you don't even have to say anything, and they're just sitting there waiting. And it's like you you could say nothing to me, but I know that you love me because you're sitting here in this room with me, and we can just sit in silence. Even though I feel terrible right now, I know that you're in my corner. I know that you've got my back because you're sitting here with me right now. And that just means the world to someone like me. Even if we're down in the basement, flipping over chairs and throwing mattresses. Believe it or not, that's how <laughs> that, that was a rough night. It was a very rough night. <laughs> oh, what's that verse, man? It says, like, it's scary to fall alone, and then, but uh, blessed is the person who has somebody to pick them up. It's so dangerous when somebody's walking alone and when they can fall. There's nobody there to pick them up. There's no one there they can confide in. There's no one there that they can just have the right answers, but have also the loving answers. And sometimes not even the right answers at all. Sometimes it's just, you just need an ear to listen. Because as I look back over times in my life, and I know there's just been times and hardships where like some of us would just be so completely depleted, whether it was just a rough week at work, tough time at school, or whether there's just like a big transition coming up. Don't know how to handle certain situations or we have big choices that have to come up. And even like something that's coming up right now, man, like, believe it or not, like, we're, we're about to move, move away. And there's about to be, and we've had friends that moved away before, had other friends that moved away. We still keep in contact with them and we still love them and we know that we can call them and everything. But the fact that we can call them up and tell them about everything that's going on in our lives and they can tell us everything that's going on in their lives and to sit there and to talk everything through and to come up with like a plan and a great answer. My greatest memories, man, is just when I'm completely by myself, not thinking too much about it. I'm not in a good spot and everything. I just pick up my phone. I call somebody. It could be like three in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, speeding on over to like where they're hanging out. And I walk in and I'm like, bro, we need to talk, you know? And then they're just like, all right, what's going on and then we're like all right so that we sit there and talk and then come to find out they got something that they, that's going on there i think it's just some of those conversations where some of us are just so afraid to be vulnerable with each other and i feel like if we would just take a step back and realize that hey we're not the only ones dealing with something i think you've really arrived in a friendship where at any given point and this literally is us even for really dumb reasons but <laughs> at any given point it's not even a phone call it's like a text message like hey you want to hang out tonight sure like Five minutes later, we're already together in some <laughs> spot, you know? And I think you have arrived in any sort of a friendship or in any sort of relationship that you're in if, if you've gotten to that point where... It was a busy day. Yeah, you can do spontaneous hanging out and, and <laughs> you don't have to wait. You know, you can just skip the introduction. If you're, if you're dealing with something, you can walk right in and three minutes later, get right into it. 
you guys are about yeah. to move across the country, and we just found out five minutes ago that you guys are going to be in the same house. It's worth noting, though, that you guys are going to be seeing each other a lot, but you guys are going to probably be moving in different directions. And that's just God-ordained. That's just natural. Right. You know, just kind of give some thoughts right now. Like, how do you plan to continue your friendship with each other and then your friendship with me? It's going to be a lot of FaceTime. Definitely being more intentional on talking to people. For my friends that have already moved, I feel like, oh, dang it, like I can't see them anymore. It's uh, been harder for me just to start the conversation and like texting and stuff. So when I leave now, I think it's going to be a real wake up call to be like, oh, shoot. Like if I want to keep these relationships up and keep them going, like I'm going to have to be more intentional about calling up my friends, FaceTiming people, inviting people down, paying for their plane tickets to come hang out. You won't. I bet. I just need to be more intentional, I think, with the quality of my um conversations that I have with people. A lot of times where, like, my friends can, like, call me up or my friends from school can talk to me about certain things and we can really talk about pretty much anything. But it's like you call them up the day before or two days later. It's like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, he's like, ah, nothing changed from two days, you know, happened. I'm like, oh, all right. So and it just gets kind of stale and you don't really come with, like, an agenda or anything. I think as it goes for, like, people back at home, I just really need to make sure I take the first step. And don't be upset when, like, that relationship just, like, falls to the other side. Sometimes schedules don't match up. But just times to come back and hang out. Make sure you're just intentional and hanging out with people and making quality times and quality relationship time. And really, like, talk to people about certain things that's going on in their life. What you just kind of mentioned, even if sometimes relationships kind of fall to the side, that's going to happen. Like, you're going to have relationships that don't work out. Most people take that in, like, a dating concept. But, like, even just as friends. Like, sometimes people just don't work together well as friends. No mesh. Or maybe a little too much mesh. And then you clash and get angry. Like, you can work through a bunch of stuff. I If someone's pulling you down, you see that, you start to realize that. But you just don't want to let them go just because they're your friend. Like, that's not a good enough excuse. And I'm preaching to myself right now. If you see it and you're like, if I keep staying friends with this person like the only thing that's coming out of this friendship right now is confusion anxiety like i don't like i don't know what is happening right now like it's it's gonna hurt and it's gonna suck but you gotta cut it lean back from it don't give as much as your heart wants to because like your emotions can be crazy sometimes you'll be like but i really really want to tell this person the secret dark thing that happened to me maybe or like this is really what i've been feeling and maybe they're just not the right person to help you it's a fun friend to go to the lake with maybe one day or like go hang out, do whatever, but might not be that person that you should be going to when life is hitting me with this. I need help. There's you know levels of friendship. Not necessarily everybody who you qualify as a friend is qualified to hear everything about you. You have to be very cautious and careful at how close you're letting them into your circle and how close... They're, they're coming into your life because the closer they are, the greater the greater the potential they have to hurt you. It's di- it's not different if they just kind of transition to a different season of life. It's another thing if you have to actually cut them off or they cut you off and that mm-hmm. can really hurt you and leave you with some heartache. Our first episode that me and Ryan did for this podcast was about friends. We got together and we're like, okay, what's like if we, our first episode, what's the most important thing our generation needs to hear? And we're like, yo, it's it's your friend group. Eric and Annie drilled this into us. I feel like they preached on friends every single Sunday or if in some way, shape or form, they, they tied every single friendship back to your friends. You know, we hear it all the time. You know, you are a sum of your top five friends. You know, you are wherever your friends are going. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. All of that. And I, in some ways, I am who I am to this day because of you guys. 
I wouldn't even be recording this if it weren't for you guys pouring into me. What do you guys have to say to people who are just, they just don't have any friends? Or they don't have good friends? They don't know how to get out of a friend? What would you say to people who are just like, man, like, are there even any godly friends around? Like, how do I find them? What do I do? Short answer, go to church. Make Facts. relationships in church. Like, there's nothing wrong with making relationships with people at your work, at school. And, like, that is fantastic. Those those people that are going to stick with you for everything is going to be in church. And maybe if you're someone who doesn't like being super social, like, that was me, man. Like, in high school, I talked to nobody. I had my select few people I talked to, maybe in each class, and that was it. Like, I was not out there for anything. I kind of met you guys like that. It's just you you meet people in the weirdest scenarios. Like, I specifically remember walking into uh, Vox Youth at the time as, a, uh, what was it, sixth grader in You're middle school. Pool or something. And literally, like, I walk <laughs> in the door. I'm like, I know kind of these people because I've grown up with them, but, like, I've never hung out with any of these people. And there's Jacob Tabor running around being a freaking goofball. Yeah. Uh, like he was in, in middle school. Uh, and, and I remember All of energy. Eric Jones. Or no, it wasn't Eric yet. It was it was Tommy? past. I think uh, I think at this point it was uh, Pastor Matt Giso. He was like, "Yo, uh, Tabor, get over here. This is Sai. Uh, you guys are gonna hang out today." And I specifically remember, like, I sat by the <laughs> service, and then and then from there, like, we just were friends. <laughs> so like, even literally just like walking into a church doors, like, you might meet somebody that will become your best friend. Wow. And, you know, right now you're not walking into church per se, but like even in the chat rooms, like, yeah. Hit somebody up and be like, oh, hey, uh, you like football? I like football. <laughs> or something stupid. It can be anything. Yeah, yeah be and, it, and it can be awkward at first, but you never know. God might be trying to do something. Just like my people out there that have no friends, I get it. It's hard. You're you're alone. At least you think you're alone. But uh, we all know that like the Lord's there for you. And uh, if you believe it or not, he's never left. He's always there if you need to just talk to him. Go to church. Go to, like, activities that you have at work. Like, just take take a leap of faith, you know? Like, take a step. One more thing. Like, there's this verse that I've just kind of been just, like, a little bit too hard. But it's uh, Galatians 6, 9. It says, um, do not go tired of doing things that are good before there is a harvest of plenty coming your way. You can think of it in any type of way you want. For me, in my season, I think of it as this is a tough season. And I know that I'm going to reap some benefits after this. But for you who has no fence right now, maybe it's just an empty season. Maybe there's just not a lot of people around in the area. Maybe there's just different areas that you need to get out to. Or maybe it's just like just the Lord wants you to himself for right now, which is just very like scary to think about when people always want to use that term just for like relationships and like dating and types of stuff. But it's like, what if the Lord's trying to like trying to get you focused and dialed back in on him? Dig in there, see what's actually bothering you, see what's really there, see what's really coming for you in the future. Because I know your people will eventually come. Keep praying, stick in it and just uh, just keep taking every day one step at a time. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube to catch the next episode. If this was encouraging to you, we'd love it if you shared this on your socials. We'll see you guys later for the next episode of Beyond the Surface.